Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Pilot C's UFO do 180 in less than a second. That's correct. Pilot C's UFO do a 180 in less than a second. This article comes to us from brobible.com. Uh, before I get into the article, though, I just want to quickly say thanks to everybody who leaves the great comments over at the Spotify site. It's always cool to have encouragement from the listeners, and I appreciate the support that I get over there financially and what uh, you guys do when you leave such awesome, insightful, and thoughtful comments about the program. Uh, this article is headlined, Airline Pilot Describes Witnessing a UFO Turn 180 Degrees in Less Than a Second, and it's written by Douglas Charles, dated February 27, 2024. It says, audio of an American Airlines pilot reporting a UFO turn 180 degrees in less than a second, then vanishing from the sky has gone viral on TikTok with over 1 million views while flying from Boston to Harrisburg. I'll play that uh, for you in just a second here, but we'll just read through the transcripts real quickly. It, the pilot says, well, you're going to think I'm crazy. There's something that just went from right to left to right in a blink and then flashed his lights three, four times, the American Airlines pilot tells air traffic control. Control says, okay, well, I had an airplane crew cross from right to left, E-175, and now there's another one, a 777 up there, high off the right side that descended to 28. The air traffic controller responded back, that might be those two aircraft, I'm not sure. Then the pilot responds, uh, this thing went 180 degrees in like a second, the pilot responded. So you see, the first thing that the air traffic control person tries to do is dismiss the report. People just don't like to do the extra work, let me tell you. Uh, then there, uh, the uh, ground control says, oh goodness, the air traffic controller said back, oh, all right, yeah, let me know if you see it again. We'll make a report. So in other words, okay, you saw a UFO. Well, I really don't want to have to write a report on that because that would make my job contain more work and I've got to get home after work and I don't feel like sitting around writing a report. But hey, if something happens again, uh, let me know, will you? This is why we need a different reporting system, something that goes uh, completely cuts these AT these ground, you know, the ground crews and the government out of it. Just put the report online. You know, that's what you got to do. Uh, well, the details, it literally went from one coast to the other in front of us. Then it went up like 30 degrees, turned off its lights or whatever it had. The pilot is then heard explaining. It looked like it's a bright orangey thing. And then since we spoke to you last, it flashed us like three, four times. And it's still, we are still looking at it now. So even though the air traffic control person tries to put the pilot off and say, well, if you see it again, we'll, we'll, we'll do a report. Obviously, they weren't interested in reporting this thing. The pilot's so impacted by this that they go ahead and tell the, the air traffic control person what they saw anyway. The air traffic control person is really not that interested because if a pilot reports a UFO to them, they might have to fill out a report and that's extra work and they're not interested in extra work. But the pilot, on the other hand, has been probably emotionally impacted by this thing, and he feels the need to talk about it. That's what humans do. When they see something that's crazy and out of the ordinary, most people want to talk about it. They want to relieve that stress of containing this secret. He says, so the, the air traffic control person then says, so where is it roughly if I was to give you a traffic call, the air traffic controller then asks, and they say, I, I would say probably 80 to 60 to 80 miles in front of us, and it looks like it's coming. I don't know, the pilot replied. It's flashing toward us, 
but it is definitely not an airplane. It doesn't have strobe lights or anything on it. It's just this bright orange going on and off. Yep, this definitely wasn't an airplane. The audio produced some wild comments on TikTok with some people claiming they also witnessed the UFO. Now I'm going to go ahead and play this uh, audio between the pilot and air traffic control and you can kind of judge for yourself. You're going to think I'm crazy. There's something that just went from right to left to right in a blink and then flashing lights three or four times and vanished. Okay, well, I had an airplane cross uh, from right to left, uh, E-175, and now there's another one, a 777 up there, high off the right side, that's descending to 28. That might be those two aircraft, I'm not sure. Uh, this thing went 180 degrees in like a second. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Yeah, let me know if you see it again. We'll make a report. Uh, well, the details, it literally went from one coast to the other. Uh, in front of us, and then it went up like 30 degrees, it turned off its lights or whatever it had. It looked like it's a bright orangey thing, and then since we spoke to you last, it flashed us like three, four times, and it's still we are still looking at it now. Yeah, so where, where is it roughly if you were if I was to give you a traffic call? Um, I would say probably 80, 60, 80 miles in front of us, and it looks like it's having I don't know, it's flashing towards us. But it is definitely not an aeroplane, it doesn't have a strobe lights or anything on it, it's just this bright orange going on and off. Yep, this definitely wasn't an aeroplane. And I have to tell you, I just love listening to those pilot uh, audio transcripts when they're talking back and forth to air traffic control. You're listening to these guys as they see these things firsthand, and they're airline pilots. I mean, if they're not a reliable witness, who is? These are the guys that you, you get on an aluminum tube that these guys are flying, sometimes gals, and you entrust your life with these people to go thousands of miles. You're in, you're in an aluminum tube. This is after you've had to walk through the, uh, uh, the gauntlet of TSA workers at the airport, take your shoes off, walk across a filthy math, be exposed to a, a dose of radiation as you get x-rayed, and have all your stuff x-rayed. Then you get on this aluminum tube and you're traveling across the skies at, at 35 to 45,000 feet on average. Dodging balloons, by the way. We'll get to one of those stories in a minute. And you're trusting your life to this person at speeds of, I don't know, 400 to, well, I heard recently 800 miles an hour. Some of these planes were reaching last week when they were headed uh, west to east uh, with uh, with the jet stream. So you're, you're, putting your, you're putting your trust in these people with your very life. So this guy is flying this aluminum tube full of two, 300 people, whatever, through the sky at 400 to 800 mile an hour. And he sees a UFO. Now, how do you discount what he sees? If you can trust him to carry a couple hundred, 300 people at uh, six, seven, seven and a half, maybe eight miles up in the air, well, probably seven miles up in the air, uh, if you can trust him to do that, how do you not trust him when he tells you that he sees a UFO? That's, that's my question. And that goes on here. It says, uh, the audio produced some wild comments on TikTok with some people claiming they also witnessed a UFO. My son was on the highway last night going to Boston and saw the same thing and two fighter jets going after it, one person wrote. I've seen the same thing near West Dennis Beach on Cape Cod, said another. OMG, really, it's so crazy, the first comment replied. My son said that everyone on the highway stopped. It was that wild. I've seen it as well, going home. I was on the highway by Top Golf, another person claimed. I saw the same thing, another person commented. A couple fighter jets chased it, and it just disappeared. Was this similar to your case, another TikToker asked? 
Yes, exactly, they reply back. So there you have it. You have this uh, UFO spotted by uh, an airline pilot with a, a load of people on it. You have the you have the uh, conversation recorded going back and forth. You have people on the ground that have seen this thing, but you try to find a story about this uh, online where a local news outlet, say, is uh, talking to anybody. It seems like people have chosen to use TikTok as a social platform on this. A little bit of a pain to use, but you're seeing that people are trying to do some crowdsourcing here. So we have a mass sighting of a UFO, and the, and the thing is, you have it, you it, this the, the thing that's so cool about this is you have the sighting from the air from the airplane pilot in the air as he records this, and then you have people on the ground, multiple parties on the ground, saying, "Yeah, we saw it, and we saw these two fire planes going after it." I think this is another one of these uh, really great sightings where the experiencer, in this case the pilot, is recording it as they see it happen. And they're recording it in the form of a conversation between, between themselves and uh, the air traffic control. I don't know how you get much better than that, really. And then you have eyewitnesses on the ground confirming what the pilot is seeing. Now, you would think this would be a big story, but I guess it's not as catchy as the some of the headlines that we read lately. You know, some of the stories do get traction, like the, the alien story in uh, Miami or Las Vegas or some of these other things. A lot of times, though, these stories that are really, these, these sightings, rather, that really do seem to deserve uh, attention, they seem to be ignored for the most part, except you know, and what is almost like an underground internet. And the same thing happened last week. We talked about the, quote, hobby balloon over uh, Utah there. I wanted to do a little follow-up on that. And this is from uh, MidUtahRadio.com. It says, NORAD says, high-altitude balloon, likely a hobby balloon. Now, that's what they're saying here. Other places are reporting this thing as another Chinese spy balloon. You know, everyone's just speculating at this point. It says, NORAD says the high-altitude balloon they intercepted over Utah was likely a hobby balloon. The small balloon was detected at an altitude of 44,000 feet Friday, but NORAD determined it didn't present, didn't present any sort of threat to national security. Then it says, the balloon was described as being 50 feet tall, carrying a small two-foot cube. Now, I wouldn't call 50 foot tall small. You see, they're definitely trying to underplay the dangers of this thing. Just imagine a 50 foot tall balloon. Now we talked the other day about how these, remember we talked about how uh, the, the airplane traffic here a couple weeks ago, these planes were hitting speeds of 800 mile an hour because they had a 200 mile an hour uh, tailwind behind them. So if we've got this balloon up here where the winds are blowing anywhere from say, 100 mile an hour to 200 mile an hour, how can this thing not be a danger? Imagine you're flying along in an airplane, a commercial airplane with a couple hundred people on board this aluminum tube, and all of a sudden you're presented with a 50 foot tall small balloon carrying a two foot cube. What's that two foot cube gonna do when it hits a windshield of one of these 747s doing, I don't know, 400, 500, 600, 800 mile an hour? It says, on Saturday, NORAD made another announcement saying the balloon was monitored from the ground until it left U.S. airspace overnight. Now, they don't tell you where it left at, okay? They don't tell you what altitude it left at. They don't tell you what it was. They just think it's a hobby balloon. So what they're telling you is it's okay 
for random idiots on the ground to release 50 foot tall uh, balloons with boxes attached, okay, to fly at just above the normal area of airline traffic. Now look, if you look it up, it'll tell you that airplane traffic travels normally at 32 to, to or 35 to 40 to 45,000 feet. Yeah, a thousand feet is nothing, man. So you're telling me that I'm supposed to feel safe flying along in one of these aluminum tubes at 600 mile an hour if a thousand feet above me there's a 50 foot hobby balloon? Hobby balloon, think about that. Who determines the safety of these hobby balloons? Who determines uh, whether or not the cube is attached to the balloon safely? What's to prevent one of these things from falling off into the windshield of a passenger jet? So they have no concern. So a lot of times, you know, we talk in this program about uh, the conspiracies that, that the deep state participates in, uh, all of the nonsense that we put up with. And frequently I get hate mail from, I, they can't be regular listeners, but the, I get hate mail from uh, people saying, well, uh, you're a conspiracy theorist or this or that. Well, you have to sit there and think about this. Would you want to put your family on an airplane and fly them at 44,000 feet, or say 42,000 feet, and when you know that within a couple thousand feet of them, there's the possibility that this hobby balloon, 50-foot tall hobby balloon with a two-foot cube dangling from it could be flying over there or into their aircraft. Now, just normal common sense would say that it's not a good idea to let random anonymous people release 50-foot objects into the air carrying two-foot payloads and let those objects occupy space in or near an area where we are flying dozens or maybe hundreds of aircraft every day, okay, endangering the lives of thousands of people. Now, this is just common sense. Now, when you think about the fact that you have to take your shoes off and walk across a filthy mat to get into an airplane because you might have a bomb in your shoe, what's more likely, you having a bomb in your shoe or one of these quote-unquote hobby balloons uh, failing at 44,000 feet and possibly crashing into a passenger jet? I'm a lot more worried about the hobby balloon than I am about somebody bringing a bomb onto an airplane in their shoes. If things are this crazy, if decisions are being made that are this illogical, we have to ask ourselves, what is the real reason? Could it be that they're just making you take your shoes off because it instills fear and paranoia and panic in people, and therefore people are more likely to put up with all the nonsense of having to go through a TSA gauntlet, to having to go through... Uh, these x-ray machines that were put there by Washington insiders who are making fabulous profits off endangering us when we know when we've been told these things uh, can cause have you have a one chance in 10,000 of getting cancer from being exposed to this radiation well these things are being used millions of times a day or a week or whatever you got to think someone's gotten cancer by now you know we are told that a 13 year old kid has to walk through a, an x-ray body machine that shows x-ray images that are so explicit that if you posted them on YouTube, you might get a visit uh, from the FBI. Okay, put it that. That's, it's that big a violation of privacy. We're supposed to be subjected to all this kind of crazy nonsense. But yet, when an anonymous group of people 
release an object into the air that's 50 foot tall with a two foot cube dangling from it. We're told that that's safe, that, there's, that it's not a national security threat. Based on what evidence? So it, at the very least, what you could, should be able to see from this is a complete overreaction and exploitation in response to a terrorist threat. Having to take your shoes off, being exposed to dangerous radiation, being x-rayed, being treated like, you know, sheep. Compare that to a real threat to safety, which is a 50-foot tall object with a two-foot cube dangling from it that has been released by unknown parties. And we're being told just on the face of it, this is not dangerous. Don't worry about it. Yeah, nothing could happen here. I mean, if your plane crashed into it, no worries. So you cannot, common sense cannot exist within such a dichotomy of stupidity. It's just not possible. Something has to be going on here where they are exploiting us, exploiting our fears of terror on one side. And it's almost as if they actually do know what these things are. And they're exploiting our normalcy bias on the other side by telling us nothing to see here and move along. I have a hard time believing that these things are actually Mylar balloons. You know, you have the descriptions that were made by the pilots with these things over Alaska at Yukon and Lake, Hur Lake Huron. And, the, you know, we have pilots saying, no, this is not a balloon. It's the size of a small car. You know, it's got this weird octangular shape to it. It looks metallic. So these things are actually being reported as UFOs, just like we're all used to seeing. But in this particular case, with this latest one out of Utah, it seems as if the government has moved in very quickly to uh, lock down the news on this thing. We don't even know where this thing exited at. The last couple uh, aircraft were sent up, they were shot down. We were simply told that we couldn't see the video. I had somebody uh, respond, uh, well, you can't expect to see that video. It's it's sad to see people that are so afraid of the truth that they would rather remain blissfully ignorant than to seek out what's happening here. Everything points to our own government, and this is on a worldwide level, being in collusion with whatever these things are. An inclusion, at, at the very least, in collusion to keep us ignorant about them. I mean, the first thing they want to call them is a spy balloon or something along those lines. Well, even if they are spy balloons, we shouldn't be comfortable with these things traveling along near our air traffic control space, you know, our, our traffic lanes. They are a danger to anybody on that airplane. So just ask yourself, do we really expect disclosure from the very people who tell us that when we do come across these UFOs, the first thing they do is they define them as balloons, hobby balloons. That apparently is the new, is the new uh, uh, meme of the day to describe UFOs. And that they automatically, we are to assume that they pose no danger, even though they're right in the way. I mean, let's just say you had somebody uh, on, on the interstate and they were flying around in, in, in a they were flying a drone around on the interstate, say, at, at 10, 11 feet off the ground. Well, you could say, well, it's not at the same level as the traffic. But at the same time, you might say, well, we don't know who's floating that drone around. Maybe that drone could drop a couple feet and go through the windshield of a semi-truck and kill a bunch of people. 
you know, we wouldn't allow that. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be tolerated. We would not tolerate unknown parties uh, hovering drones around uh, eight to ten foot off of uh, the, the highway on the interstate in that traffic lane. We would say, well, even though that drone is not like say directly at eye level, you know, from a from a driver's perspective, it's close enough to the highway. And the fact that we don't know who's flying these things, that we have to get them out of there. So common sense would dictate you don't allow drones to be flown 10 or 12 foot off the surface of the interstate road. That's just common sense. But when you extrapolate this out and look at these so-called hobby balloons, which I'm just going to call them UFOs because we don't know what they are. They're flying and they're unidentified. But when you take these things out and you fly them just above the normal air traffic lanes, we're told by the government, there's nothing to worry about. There's no violation of safety. The same people that tell you to take your shoes off and walk across a filthy mat to get on an airplane because you might have a bomb in your shoe are telling you that UFOs whatever they are, hobby balloons as they call them, flying just above the normal altitude of air traffic is not a problem. Well, I see the problem here. I see that the problem is to me that we have people that can't recognize and define risk to us. And those are the people that are telling you they'll give you disclosure when they're good and ready. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.